You're listening to Break Your Ego, Find Your Soul with Ramsey Bergeron. Thanks for joining me today on Break Your Ego, Find Your Soul. And I really, the title of my podcast really I find ironic today because I want to talk about triggers and what what are triggers, where do they come from, and gosh, how much of it is really rooted in my ego and in letting go of things. So when we talk about triggers, um, I guess what is a trigger? Trigger is anything that causes us to react. Um, and the ironic thing is we, we tend to associate triggers with negative connotations. So it's a perceived negative reaction because we have happy triggers all the time. Like you might hear a song that reminds you of this point in your life and you just get happy all of a sudden. Um, there might be an inside joke between you and your significant other that you hear something and it reminds like, oh my gosh, it remi- reminds me of something so-and-so said. Believe it or not, that's a trigger. Uh, it's just we enjoy those triggers. It's kind of like when I talked about last week, you like the surprises you like and the surprises you don't like you call a problem. I think it's important to look at triggers the same way, where if there's something that triggers something from your past that you enjoy, you tend to reminisce. But if it's a trigger that causes pain or discomfort, we don't like it. And I think, you know, thinking through it here, one of the important distinctions as to what actually is a trigger is awareness and understanding that almost everything that's happening that causes you a perceived negative emotion isn't about the event that you're dealing with right now. It's about dealing with an event in the past. Usually when it's happy, we can, we can remember that. We can, we're aware of, oh, because this reminds me of something else. But when we have discomfort and we haven't worked through it, we don't allow ourselves to be aware of where the root of the pain's coming from. So using the example earlier, if there's an inside joke that our partner and I have, or that you, you and your partner have, and it makes you smile and laugh and you think of it when you're, they're not around. If you break up, then that has a different connotation. If someone says something that reminds you of something that, and you're reminded of the breakup and it's painful, then that once happy trigger now has a different context. So it's having awareness of the context and the story you're telling yourselves around it. But that all starts with awareness. What is this teaching me? I've been dating someone new uh, recently for the last, uh, about a little over a month. The, it's, it's been quite the interesting dynamic. And I say interesting because we've dealt with a lot of situations that I haven't really had to deal with in other relationships, just by, by the universe throwing things in our direction that, that we're, we're handling and understanding. Luckily, the, the difference here is it's nice to be in a relationship with someone who actually is, is open and we're really holding space for us to kind of talk through our triggers and figure things out. And it's been very enlightening. And one of the things that's really helped me realize some of these things I've known, but really now sitting and thinking through it is just how much my childhood trauma is manifesting in my current relationship. And that's what a trigger is. A trigger is something that I might be dealing with the person that I'm dating now and something might upset me or bother me or anger me, but it's not about what's currently going on. And a lot of times these triggers that we have, they, they come from childhood. They're rooted in past trauma. It's very rarely about the current situation. Usually the first experience we have in anything that we do in life tends to be an anchor point that we have in regards to that. So if the anchor point that I have in regards to human dynamics in a relationship were set by my parents, well, if that wasn't a great dynamic, that tends to be what I, what I default to. And that can be a trigger. In childhood, we also don't have as many experiences, clearly. I mean, the, the, the older you get, the, the longer your life is. 
Uh, wow, that's the most redundant statement I think I've ever said. <laughs> Whenever you don't have a lot of experiences, the experiences you have have a lot more weight. So if when you're young, you see your parents fighting, that's like 40% of your memory when you're a child, and, and that's when you're building your concept of who you are. You're building your concept of what human dynamics are. You tend to carry that into adulthood if you don't work through that. Like, let's look at the example of a dog bite. So if when you're young, the first real encounter you had with a dog, let's say you're bitten by a dog. Then when you grow up, if you're watching a movie and there's a dog growling at someone, your heart might start racing, you might start feeling fearful, and you're aware that that's probably because when you were younger, you were bitten by a dog. Now, one, a friend of mine recently was bitten by a dog as an adult, and if you're bitten by a dog as an adult, that doesn't cause you necessarily to be fearful of being bitten by dogs because you're aware that it's simply, hey, this is one incident. I've encountered thousands of dogs in my life and they've all been friendly. This is one isolated incident. But when we're younger and we have moments that happen to us that, that really imprint upon us and we don't work through it, it will come back up. So I wanna talk about what triggers are not in regards to the current situation and, and ways we can look at it to help us work through them and to grow from them. One of the early ones I want to talk about in regards to dynamics of our needs being met, and usually when we say trigger, we refer to something that angers us, something triggers us, like when they say trigger warning, it's because something's angering us. So let's look at anger and what is anger and, and why are we triggered? Why do we default to anger? Eckhart Tolle talks about, and I, I love this quote, and it's something that I try to remind myself of, where there is anger, there is always pain underneath. Anger is not a primary emotion. It's a reaction. And usually if it's a trigger from the past, when we think about our childhood, for me, because I wasn't able to express what I wanted, so I never really got to work through emotions as a child. My father was not a great man. Anytime I showed emotion, I was told don't be a baby, or anytime I, I voiced what my needs were, I was never heard between my mom needing me to be there for her emotionally and enmeshing with me, or my father just being wounded and not having the capacity to be a dad, just treating me like an afterthought, and I didn't get to express what I wanted, what were my needs. I was taught not to be able to show my emotions. Maybe that can be a trigger for you. Were you not taught that you were able, that you were allowed to show emotions when you were younger? Or maybe no one taught you how to adequately express them. Maybe no one, for me, I don't remember a single time in my childhood anyone asked me how I felt. How do you feel about this? And I never really knew how to express my emotions. So I'm realizing now as an adult, whenever I get angry, it's so, a lot of the times it's, it's me not feeling heard, me not feeling seen, me not being able to adequately express what my needs are. Or one thing that I'm really starting to realize now, whenever I don't set boundaries, because then I become a people pleaser. And I am wanting to please everyone around me. I always wanted to please my dad. I always wanted to please my mom. And I never really thought, what are my needs? And then I built up resentment. I became angry. And so for me as an adult, I'm aware now, whenever I don't just listen to what do I need and I'm people pleasing, I get angry, I get resentful. That's one of the things I'm working on now is having that awareness of what's causing these triggers. It's never the situation I'm in. It's something I haven't worked through from the past. And the current relationship I'm in has, has been, oh God, it's such a it's, a, it's a beautifully challenging dynamic that I absolutely have found to be one of the most valuable of my life. 
you know, again, it's the first partner I've had that I feel can objectively hold space and listen. Like I, I do a lot of talking, as uh, those of you who know me in real life may know. But it's nice to be able to to have someone who can reflect back and actually internalize things. And, and because we're both able to reflect back and hold space and be able to talk about things and really share, you know what, this is my trigger. This is what this reminds me of. And she's able to do that too. And because of that, I have learned so much about how they show up in the present moment and what they mean. So let me share three things about what triggers are not. One is the trigger is never about this. It's never about the current situation that you're in. And as much as sometimes you tell yourself the stories like, I'm angry now because of this. Well, someone might do something that you disagree with. You're feeling that you either can't express yourself or that your needs or boundaries are being violated. And that's the core of it. That's what it's, it's, you haven't learned how to adequately express yourself. So we default to what we did as a child, which is not feeling heard and we get angry. So it's not about this. The other thing is, it's not about them. So the relationship that I'm in, this morning she was, was, was leaving and I won't get into the specifics of it, but it, it, I had to pause for a moment and think about why is this causing me such discomfort? I realized that how much it really had to deal with my father and growing up. Because now I'm in a relationship with someone who I know genuinely cares about me, but sometimes they're dealing with their own stuff and that doesn't concern me. It's not about them right now. And she was in a hurry and wanted to leave and I didn't feel any affection from her. And that really triggered me. And it really triggered a sense of abandonment. It triggered a sense of, oh my gosh, I'm not good enough here. It triggered the worthlessness feeling that I had from my father when I was a child. And that was such an epiphany for me today. And it triggers me and, and that pain of, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I can to show this person affection and it's an, I don't know what to do to be able to have it reciprocated. It's not about her. It's about me. It's about me as a child and doing, having that same dance with my dad, having that same dance with my mom where I never really felt unconditional love. I never really felt cared about. I never really felt like what I wanted mattered. I was there to placate them and to support them and be their caretakers. So it's not about the other person sometimes when you're triggered. It's your trigger. It's not them. It's your trigger. And what I'm about to say next might be counterintuitive, but, but hear me out to the end of it. Every situation isn't about you. And this is where I really enjoy the dynamic with the person I'm talking to right now because a situation happened where it was dealing with the dynamics with some friends of hers. And I was wondering why, like, why is this friend being like this towards me? Like I didn't, it was something that I was, uh, I felt very insecure about it. She slowed down and she said, well, baby, just realize this person has stuff going on in their life also. They're getting married. They have, they're planning a wedding. It's not, it's not about you. That was so important to hear that. Because sometimes I get so uncomfortable wanting to have validation that I forget that other people have their own lives going on. And that's why the title of my podcast really, it's so ironic, Break Your Ego, Find Your Soul. Whenever I'm not operating in a place of ego, whenever I'm able to slow down um, and not take things personally, then I can see more objectively. And realize, hey, other people, they're not, they're not sitting around thinking about me all the time. So whenever I realize it's not about me, it gives me freedom whenever I do feel triggered. Everyone's not running around thinking like, oh, what's Ramsey going to think of this? No, they're living their own life. And then I take things less personal. 
then I don't get as triggered. You know, if she was a little triggered this morning because I told her I was, I was sweet to her this morning. She woke up and said, hey, I'm really glad you're here. And I had been up for an hour before that and I'd already had time to reflect on. We had an incredible conversation last night and uh, I wanted to share that with her. But she, you know, after we, we woke up and had coffee and talked a little bit, she had shared with me that that had triggered her. Even though we had both said that to each other last night, it was a different, it was a different context and she realized it was, had nothing to do with me. That it was her stuff coming on from some things that she's going through and, and some things from her childhood she's working through. That's one of the solutions I'll talk about here is with this awareness is supporting yourself and supporting the other people that are in your life. So how do you stop letting triggers trigger you? And I think that's really important here. And, and one thing, if your goal is to never be triggered, you will always fail. There will always be things that remind you of unhealed wounds from your past. Make sure you're showing yourself grace. I know I've said this in almost every podcast and almost every person that I work with, instead of self-improvement, focus on self-compassion. So in order to, to work on, on not feeling as triggered or working through it, the first thing I will say is slow down. And this is where that meditation is so key because it creates that space between, I usually say between stimulus and reaction, but it creates that space between trigger and reaction. Because when we're triggered, we do or say things that we don't feel are in line with our values. Have you done something or said something that you're like, and afterwards you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that. I don't know who that person was. Well, yeah, that's, a, that's you were triggered. So whenever you create space between what that trigger is and you doing something, then you can determine, okay, what is this really about? And once you realize it's not about this, where in my past has this shown up before? And how can I work through it? You can slow down. Once you realize it's not about this, it takes some of that, that uh, anger away because you realize, no, this is about me not being heard. What's not being heard right now? What need is not being met? And that's an important question to ask yourself when you're feeling triggered. What need in my past was not being met that makes this so strong? And then once you recognize what that is, accept the part of yourself that feels that trigger. Because whenever you were a child and you had that initial wound, whatever that trigger was, and it caused you to feel a certain way, that was protecting you. Because if your parents never let you share how you felt or whenever you tried, you were yelled at or screamed at. If your parents never respected your boundaries and they just enmeshed in you and you became an extension of them, that part of you needs to heal. And if as an adult, when that part of you speaks up, through a trigger and you shame that part of you, all you're doing is telling that child it's bad for feeling. And if you never work through the feeling, you never work through the trigger and you will continue to repeat this cycle in your life over and over. I've been using anger as the example, but this can also be withdrawal. This can also be, if, you know, um, if you, if you, it depends on your attachment style, which I'm learning a lot about recently too. But if, if when you get close to someone, you withdraw because you felt as a child, it wasn't safe. If you felt as a child, getting close to someone means I'm going to get hurt, then you deny yourself that experience as an adult. And if we never question it, if we never sit here and say, okay, what is causing this in my past? Why do I have this pattern? You don't work through it. And when you identify why you have it, learn to love that part of you. You know, it's okay. I understand why when you were younger, you didn't want to get close to people. And this is something for me that I work through. 
It's a push-pull dynamic that I really, I, I'm aware of that I'm really starting to understand comes from me not feeling enough because I was never loved, like truly loved for who I am. And I'm working now to, to find that love. And I can't let other people be the source of that. I have to be the source of that. And whenever I find myself triggered because I'm giving my power away, I have to call it back. Ramsey, it's all right you feel that way. It's okay that you feel you need this validation to feel important and feel cared about. Ramsey, your value does not lie in what they think of you. Because again, it's not, they have their own stuff going on. What do I have going on? I, am, I have to be there for me at the end of the day, every day for the, my whole life. So once you're aware of why you're triggered and you accept the part of you that is triggered, accept that wounded person, that wounded child, and don't shame them. Be aware of it. Okay, I'm triggered. It's all right. What do I want to work through here? What can I learn? What can I learn from this could be the one sentence that changes your whole life in your perspective. And instead of focusing on what you don't want, don't say, I don't want to be triggered. Focus on, okay, what do I want? How do I want to react or respond in these situations? How do I want to learn that it's okay and I'm okay? So if your goal is to never be triggered, you'll, you'll fail. Make your goal awareness of the trigger. Just be aware, this is triggering me and this is why. Make your goal acceptance of it. When someone does this to me, it's reminiscent of this in my childhood and I will accept that it was a challenging time in my childhood. All right, I no longer have to have this pattern. Thank you for what you've taught me. It no longer serves me as an adult. And even through this process, when you are triggered and you're feeling that, don't deny the emotion. Let the emotion move through you. Understand, yeah, you know what? I'm angry right now. And I'm angry because I'm feeling hurt. I'm hurt because I didn't allow myself to have these feelings. And that's all right. I'm going to work through it. But telling yourself, don't be angry, is like whenever I used to tell my ex-wife to calm down. <laughs> calm down. That, that For any of you who uh, might ever want to get me be married, that's one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give you. Never tell someone to calm down. That doesn't work. You're not acknowledging and validating how they feel. And one of the things in the current relationship that I'm so thankful for, no matter, I mean, I, you know, you never know how these things go. But for now, I'm very thankful for this person being in my life because we're being able to understand and respect each other's triggers. And in that awareness is growth. And if this relationship were to end tomorrow, I would learn to be okay with it. I mean, it would, it would kind of hurt for a bit, but I have learned so much about myself through these situations. And that's really, you know, when you shame yourself for a trigger and you don't say, wow, I have learned from this, then you're going to keep repeating the lesson. So again, with your triggers, realize they're rooted in past trauma. It's rarely about the current situation. It usually stems from childhood where there is anger. There is always pain underneath pain of not feeling seen, not feeling heard, not having boundaries, not being able to have our needs expressed or met. It's not about the other person. It's about you. And at the same time, sometimes it has nothing to do with you at all. It has to do with your ego. So slow down, create that space between stimulus and reaction, meditate, accept the parts of you that need that healing and that love. Replace, instead of focusing on the actions you don't want, focus on the actions you want. Instead of saying, I don't want to be angry, say, I want to make peace with my past. I want to make peace with my childhood. I want to have the loving relationship that was never modeled to me. I want to have the job that fulfills my ikigai, which is a Japanese concept I'll talk about in a future podcast. 
Even the Dalai Lama gets angry, the head Buddhist in the world, and he just allows himself to feel it, and then he moves through it, and, and he's back to being happy. It's not denying the feeling, it's understanding it, where does it come from, and moving forward. So really, I appreciate you listening today, and I hope that this helps you. I'm going to continue to be vulnerable and share just my journey. I'm really finding so much wisdom just in the people and the challenges that are in my life, and I'm so, so thankful for everything, even the pain, the hurt, the triggers. I am learning to just let go of so much crap that isn't mine to hold, so much crap that was caused by my parents who were also wounded who were wounded by their parents, who were also wounded. I am the result of generations of trauma, and it's up to me to heal that because I've also realized that these triggers in my life have, for my whole life, made me think that I don't want to be a dad because of my father. And only in the last 48 hours of my life have I realized, you know, maybe I do. Actually, not maybe I do. I do. And it's been such a shift in my mindset because I had allowed these triggers to determine what I thought I wanted instead of living authentically. And in breaking my ego, I'm learning to accept the messages the universe is sending me and learning to work through these triggers and authentically step into the uncomfortableness of working through those childhood traumas and be happy, be free. Like it's, it's I know they say happiness is a choice and, and that doesn't mean for like, like don't feel sad feelings. No, acknowledge them. Don't have toxic positivity. Don't have spiritual bypass. Don't say, oh no, I'm just gonna meditate. Just no, just, just if you're sad, feel sad, understand what the trigger is and move forward and learn from it. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of your day. For information on my personal or executive coaching, or if you would like to have me be a speaker at your next event, please visit my website at www.bergeronwellbeing.com. Make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast, and please leave a comment to let me know your thoughts or about any future topics you would like me to cover.